let me say this to you. If I had to walk through what the children walk through today, I wouldn't be the person I am. Hey everyone, welcome back. After traveling to the Philippines to learn about waste smuggling and illegal dumping, we wanted to get a sense of what's going on in our very own community, right here in Oakland, California. Thanks to friends that work for the city of Oakland, we were introduced to Ken Houston, a lifelong community advocate and third generation Oaklander with 30 years experience in the construction industry. Ken founded the Beautification Council, a community-based organization dedicated to public health and safety issues that plague underserved communities. I'm your host, Shilpi Chotre, and this is People Over Plastics Waste Mafia series. Our crew met Canada's office right next to the Oakland Coliseum, where major sporting events take place. At 8.30 in the morning, I could feel the energy of the day already unfolding. Ken, a natural storyteller, gets right to business. You see that trash right there? That came from the streets. I put that there. We're gonna, the city's gonna come and bring a dumpster. We're gonna drive over there because I want you to see Yeah, it. I wanna see what is that, exactly in, in the past. That's just a little what came. So when I'm out here, before I leave out, I go, this is my fight. Yeah. That's my fight. So there was this familiarity with these routes, right? But at the same time, it was completely unrecognizable to me. Hearing Ken's story had me looking at this entire area of Oakland in a very different lens. And this brings me even down for what I face out there every day. It's, it's hard sometimes having to deal with the, the conditions. And then when I show you what the children have to walk through, so I'm gonna take you to the West first. When I show you what's in the West and how the East was just like that, you're gonna say, whoa, this can really work if you put those three E's together. Yeah, and the three yeah. E's is education, eradication, enforcement. If Absolutely. you take one of those away, it will not work. Let me ask you something. Why is this so important to you? I was born and raised here. I was, I'm yeah. third generation. I went to school. Went East Oakland? East Oakland, born and raised here. What was it like 50 oh, years ago? Let me say this to you. If I had to walk through what the children walk through today, I wouldn't be the person I am. They walk through trash. When I show it to you, mm. you think you're trash. Yeah. I mean, how can you come to yeah. go to school and be turn into somebody important or think you worthy. I watch it sometimes. I watch the kids, you know, they'll be walking down the street and you'll see trash. And what are we training and teaching our children? So think about what's dumped on the streets. The things that waste management won't accept. From contaminated too hazardous and it happens around the homeless encampments and the drains are unprotected mm -hmm. so let me share this with you the hills and other people think it's not affecting them go to the beach it's affecting you oh, because that stuff is going straight to the bay that's right so now we're protecting the waterways i'll okay. show you right that's and that's the the narrative that really needs to be baked is this is affecting everybody we do micro cleaning it's called micro cleaning micro swept 
micromagnet. We're not doing community service. We're professionals right. at what we do. We do the uh, sanitization and we also embrace the sensitive population and the justice involved and we know what that is, right? Before we hopped into Ken's truck to start our journey, we joined his routine morning check-ins and I had a chance to chat with one of his crew members. As you spoke earlier, there's a lot of dumping that goes on. I live in Oakland. I didn't realize it was this bad. Oh, it's so bad. We can go and clean up a site like we did last night. We're working on a big site right now, and they'll come back that night. They came back last night, just like Ken was talking, yeah. and they'll, they they dumped three, three dump sites already. It's like you can't keep up. You can't keep up. If you look at sites that we're not contracted to, there are some places in West Oakland that are just, just crazy, full of trash. Who's and dumping it? You know what? I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just a constant, constant battle of doing it. And to be honest with you, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been doing this for 12 months here. I work for Ken. I'm so grateful that dude. I'm an ex-convict. I did 20 years in prison, five prison terms. I couldn't get my life right. But we're at, I, since working for Ken in tw this 12 months, I have a bank account. I have uh, opportunities. I have I have a place to live. I have everything. I'm an ex-junkie. And I haven't used in three years, and 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 I have, you know, my man, I love that dude. Oh, so I have no family you. left. I lost everybody while I was doing all that time, 20 years, and that dude is just—he is, man, he's a good dude. Now this is the Coliseum. This, this is the city and county's property. Okay. Yeah, I just have access because okay. I help Oh, this up. is the waste you were showing me earlier. And that's the stuff that came off the street. Yeah, so I'm gonna gosh. pull around there. I mean, that's just. Who is responsible? So you have you have contractors doing it. You have regular people. We have people coming from out of town. Contractors are dumping it? Yeah, you have contractors. So people pay to remove waste are dumping it? People, because they have been allowed to do it for so long it became normal. So is it still considered illegal? Oh, it's it's you can go to jail depending on I can show so they're you. They're doing it on the sly. And they dumping that stuff illegally on the streets where they shouldn't be where kids walk. That stuff should go but to they, the But dump. are they doing it like in the middle of the night or like how are they getting away with it? They do it in the night, they do it in the daytime. It just depends on um, the location, and then you have communities that don't even um, report it because it's become it's so come normal. so normal, yeah. and they're doing it now because they've been allowed to put it on the corner, been allowed yeah. to um, dump it on the streets too, and they don't have to pay them. The dump is so expensive now, so okay, it's been kind it. it's become a culture. When Ken pulled up to a 15-foot-tall mountain of trash, I couldn't help but feel an overwhelming sense of sadness. As Ken was talking, there was also a sense of relief. Here's this guy who loves his city so much and knows it like the back of his hand and is doing something to protect it. Across the street, we saw FEMA tents. You know the ones that are used for hurricane relief? Well, they were being used to home the unhoused. Uh, there, there's some hazardous in here, but it's mostly contaminated. How I'm, do you define contaminated versus hazardous? Okay, hazardous is something like radiation. Okay. Uh, contaminated could be... What about asbestos? 
asbestos is hazardous. Yeah. Um, when you're dealing with asbestos, you're dealing with needles. Needles is, is, is hazardous. Okay. Um, Medical waste. Yeah. And tied up in tires is a, is a felony too. Certain amount. Now this, this came from the streets. This is minute on what we pick up. Minute. How many hours of cleaning is this? Depends on my crew size. A lot of plastic, clearly. Um, yes, plastic. Yeah, it's things that could be recycled here. I noticed a lot of garbage was quite weathered, contaminated, and difficult to make out. But one thing was for sure. I saw a ton of plastic waste in various forms and sizes. How much of the illegal dumping is plastic products or plastic waste? Plastic. Oh, it's a lot. I mean, um, you got plastic uh, crates, you got plastic bottles, you got plastic um, 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 shelving, we got wood, we got the metal. Metal is not that much out there because it's recycled. It's building construction supply, a lot of construction, household yeah. waste. By and, the way, is a lot of plastic. We have so much technology, right? Everything can be used. It's just how do you use it? Mm -hmm. You know, everything, you, I mean, the asphalt can be recycled. The concrete can be recycled. Everything can be used for a product. Everything can be used. I feel that it's being irresponsible, it's being lazy, it's just being, it's, it's, it's all about money. It's all it is, but we have to get away from that. But how do we get away from that when that's how the world, this is a capitalistic society, yeah. right? So how do you get away from that? It's a fire last night, right there, one o'clock at night. Our, what um, happens if the fires get out of control? Do they get? Well, the fire department comes. Okay. They come quick. Oh, the fire department, Oakland Fire Department is the greatest, oh man. Yeah. Here's a good time to mention this. It's no surprise we don't see garbage burning in the suburbs or nicer neighborhoods in urban areas. Similarly, race and income are the greatest determinants as to whether you will live near plastic production and waste disposal facilities. So all of that chemical contamination is going up into the air, down and back oh. into the soil. Yes. Back into the waterways, like you were saying earlier. Now you got to see the storm drains, but we're protected. Why do you now. think this kind of stuff doesn't make the news? Um, because where it's happening and it's so, it's so, it's so regular. It's regular. This isn't. This is. It's not, not regular not, for people that don't know about it, though. That's right. what I mean. Like, it's how not, do we get this out to? Um, people in the hills. Because it's a few people. It's the same city. See, it takes a lot of time to share this story. A massive street cleanup now underway in Oakland. Crews there began removing a sprawling homeless encampment. Businesses near the Home Depot in Oakland have complained for years about all the trash from a homeless encampment here. And today was cleanup day. And even some of the people who live here say it needed to be done. There's this sort of conception that they're the ones doing the dumping versus the ones getting dumped on, right? Yeah, so what happens is they do some dumping but they allow dumping to happen in those th their areas because one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Somebody gonna give you $20 to dump, 
Yeah. You're going to take it, then you're going to scavenge through it to see what you can get. We so, call them waste pickers in other areas of the world. Right. I was really impressed with Ken's commitment to providing jobs for people that are not often given a second chance. At the core of Ken's work, it's about economic resilience and giving back to the community. You're saying how you grew up here. I, I would love to know, you know, a lot of people grow up in East Oakland, but they don't take this sort of career path forward and shoulder so much responsibility of protecting the community. Right. And, and really giving a chance for people that haven't been given a chance. Why do you think this was your calling? I was built for this, and I'm going to share with you why. Um, these guys are me. Mm -hmm. I, they just got caught. I, I, I did the same things they did. I was in the gang culture. I, I was in, I, I was in, I did everything that these guys did. Mm -hmm. I was there. I just, um, you grow up in an area um, that education is low, your, your mentors aren't there, your mentors are the drug dealers, the pimps, the hustlers. That's your mentors because you don't have doctors on your neighborhood. Let me do you don't have lawyers on your street, right? I was those guys, I just, and the opportunity wasn't there. The Italians raised me, okay. and, I, and they taught me how to do plumbing. In addition to learning construction from his neighbors, his mother played a big role in shaping Ken's values and views of the world. Uh, my father died when I was 12, and uh, my mom raised me. She's a very, very religious person, and she said, if Jesus can be a, con uh, a carpenter, you can too. Um, so she got her contractor's license and showed oh, me, and wow. then that's when I got into construction. So she really taught you as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. If without my mom, I'd be dead. I'd be dead or in prison. I'd be one of these guys. Bless I just, um, I'm not saying I was smarter. Mm. I just was luckier. As we're driving, our crew had a burning question for Ken. With all of this illegal dumping, what happens to the waste that ends up in the sewer system? One of Ken's initiatives is creating the storm drain system, which is implemented near unhoused encampments in areas where there's a lot of illegal dumping. What these storm drains do is stop things like needles, batteries, and lead from going into the sewer system that ends up in the same beaches of the Bay Area that we all hang out in. We're now protecting the storm drain because if you saw, if you saw what goes in these, it is sad. It give me chills. Look, it give me chills what I see go into our water. So this stuff is gonna run into there when it rains. It's raining on Sunday, right? So we're protecting our drains after we clean up. And the drains that would lead to? The bay, this, these drains go to the bay. Throughout our day with Ken, the one underlying thread he always came back to was explaining the importance of dignity, of humanity, and having the right to live in a clean and safe environment. I wanted to and go over so you can look down. This is 12th Street. This okay. is a homeless encampment. Yeah, I'm going to hit two areas for you. I'm going to hit that corner over here. And um, this is inhumane. 
This should be, let me say this, this should be shut down. This is brought here. You have people that moved out. People that are paying people to dump it and they dump it in here. Oh, and they paying somebody over here to do it. And it's a drain right here. That's the drain, I'm gonna show you, that's the drains we have to protect. Are you guys gonna come today? No, we're not touching this. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have the city to come and get okay. this, and then we come back behind it, but this is a waste of time. This will be back here in a day. I'm gonna show you something. It's that prolific that it's, it's gonna be back in a day. Oh, it's back. It's worse than that. This is nothing. You definitely don't see these in the, in the wealthy neighborhoods. And let me tell you, it's, 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 it's many pieces to this. You have people taking advantage, you have neighborhood, that's neighborhood too. That's right. people living here going like, okay, it's already there, let's dump it. Just like I told you and shared with you about that child that's exactly. walking down the street, right? So how do you describe illegal dumping? Illegal, I ask this to all of my season two Illegal guests. dumping is something, it's a disrespectful, crime against an underprivileged community. Oh, that's good. Is that your definition? Yeah, I just thought of. It was so clear to me that Ken's pride for the city of Oakland is really special and perhaps unique to someone whose family has been here for three generations. The San Francisco Bay Area, and Oakland in particular, has been notorious for changing rapidly in the face of the tech boom. With its spacious lofts and turn-of-the-century Victorians, West Oakland has been a hot spot for local artists and musicians. But Jessica Flores shows us as gentrification transforms the neighborhood, the people who have long called it home are getting pushed out. Gentrification is violence. When you are stripped of a home and you're stripped of your community and you're stripped of your physical belongings, that's a very violent experience that manifests mentally, emotionally. Yeah, I want to do something that's going to make a change later, right? That the next generation will pick up and have dignity about their community. I told you about when you walk down the street, the kids throw it on the ground. Yeah. That, that, what do you say when you see that? If you see it happen in front of you? I, I, oh, I'll stop them. Yeah, I talk to them. I say, listen, this is where you live. I mean, I would you want your little brother to, to walk through this? Instead of putting it down, let's clean it up. And I have the kids to come help me clean up. Oh, yeah? I give them stipends. Yeah, I give them money for a little card. Okay. They'll come and clean up. They can get their stuff. And then they respect what I say. Then they teach their little brother right. when they say, and they think about it before they throw it down. The issues happening here in Oakland are also happening in major cities across the country. This may be very out of sight and out of mind for many people, but it's all very connected. This stuff would have been in the drain. Even though we cleaned up around it, the city looked like the city came and cleaned this up for us. And this is good because- Is that your sign? Yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> it looks yeah. good. But it, you know, it's been here for a minute. But think about this. Just really picture this. Cigarette butts, right? Oh, um, plastic. Batteries, just really put your, wrap your head around this. Acid, batteries, right? 
going into this drain that's going to the bay. What's that say? No dumping drains to bay. And we just stopped cancer. You know, just really just wrap your head around this. This has not been done. We're the first people doing this. That's the only reason why that acid is not in the bay. I'm a nature guy, so when I think about yeah. this, you think of going to the bay. Okay, the bay is the beach. Yeah. The bay is Alameda. The bay is where I see people fish. All the watersheds, too. That's going direct. So we just stopped all those contaminants in this one little location. And that's the end of our journey with Ken Houston. To learn more about his work with the Beautification Council and the state of illegal dumping in Oakland, check out our show notes. Out of Sight, Out of Mind was produced by Dennis Maxwell. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode. You can continue the conversation on Instagram and Twitter, where we'll be sharing behind-the-scenes footage from our day with Ken. See you soon.